Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is Sunday, the 22nd of November. And I spent most of today in the garden, digging and planting and cleaning and clipping with two other people. <laughs> and it was fun. And if you look at my Instagram, you'll see me uh, full of mud and with um, false jasmine in my hair. So <laughs> I hope you had a pleasant Sunday. This Sunday, um, that is the second to last Sunday in November, which is unbelievable. And so once again, it's another wild week at the Golden Astrologer, and let's talk about what is happening this week. Um, I'm noticing as I look at my chart wheel that everything right now as it stands in the zodiac and in, in the sky is really running from Scorpio through Taurus, or and anything between Taurus and Scorpio, except for the North Node in Gemini, is empty. Like there's nothing, you know, there's Uranus is an early uh, Taurus at seven degrees, but there's nothing in the rest of the sign of Taurus. There's nothing in Gemini except like the North Node, nothing in Cancer, nothing in Leo, nothing in Virgo, nothing in Libra anymore. And it's all in the latter part of the Zodiac and the very early part of the Zodiac, like Mars is still in Aries and and I said, as I said, Uranus is in Taurus. So I'm looking at this very kind of lopsided half chart and this wheel that shows me everything you know there's clusters in Capricorn there's things in Pisces the moon is in Pisces today and it's you know approaching Neptune and things in Scorpio and you know the end of the zodiac and then the very beginning of the zodiac so that middle part is empty and I find that very interesting um if the node, the node is kind of, the north node is kind of in the middle of it, but not really. I think if the node was, say, in Leo or something, well, then, yes. But everything is really on that other side of the zodiac. And so when things are at the end of the zodiac, we're really ending cycles. We're, we're really ending, you know, here we are, we're, we're ending the year as we, as we practice it. And things are in the latter part, you know, the sun and Venus and Mercury and all they're, they're in the latter part of the year in the, towards the end of the zodiac. And on that note, both Venus and the sun changed signs yesterday. So Venus is in Scorpio now, no longer in her own sign of Libra. And the sun is in Sagittarius. And so this is good, you know, things move along. I mean, Venus doesn't love being in Scorpio, but, and it, it will only be a few weeks. Um, she really had a bit of a week last week as, you know, she approached, you know, she squared Pluto, then squared Jupiter, and then squared Saturn on Thursday and Thursday was was kind of intense there were a lot of things and so um, as I mentioned last week on this podcast and then Instagram I also mentioned that you know it was a little bit of a bumpy ride for the goddess over during the week and you know maybe you found something out about your relationships maybe there was something that was like a little bit of a thorn in your side or something this week um, maybe it was more than a thorn in your side maybe it was a big thorn in your side but um, it's okay. We're, it's all finished now. Um, Venus is now, has left 
out of Libra, even though she likes being in Libra. She's in Scorpio, so she's more passionate. She's zesty. She's, you know, robust and intense and deep and digs deep and likes mystery and intrigue and, hmm, is a little naughty. But, you know, um, the sun isn't sad. And so everybody wants to feel good and feel optimistic and positive and and all because the sun going into Sagittarius is usually you know we get that nice month of of Jupiterian energy and you know Jupiter has been part of that cluster in Capricorn so you know even though the sun is referring to Capricorn in that way it's you know referring to Jupiter which is then referring to Saturn um it's really something you know, people do like to celebrate this time of year, especially in the United States, because Thanksgiving is coming up this week. And then, of course, people go into Christmas season. And it's all part of this, the, the prep before the Christmas season is Sag, all Sagittarius. And I was teaching yesterday, and my one per, one person in my class, my one friend, said to me, so is Santa Claus Sagittarius? And I said, yeah, he's big, and he's jolly, and he's... Uh, friendly and he brings you gifts and he's you know you know he's he's happy and so that's not necessarily the vibe we've had all year <laughs> but you know as we go into this holiday season um and as thanksgiving approaches and you know i'm not living in a country that celebrates thanksgiving however i do thanksgiving and i'm going to have 16 people for Thanksgiving this year, and we're making it COVID friendly. Um, but, you know, it's a time of gratitude. And whenever we go into the Sagittarius season, it's about Jupiter. And Jupiter is where we are open and positive and optimistic and generous and where we believe in life and where we believe that the universe knows what it's doing and where we have utmost faith and that something good is going to happen. And so that's what we have to kind of have in our minds this month, you know, the in this month of Sagittarius before the solstice, um, you know, the winter solstice. So um, as it's Thanksgiving on Thursday the 26th, you know, I just want to say this is, a, you know, obviously the time of gratitude. And, you know, we have a lot to be grateful for. We have a lot to kvetch about over this year but you know if you're coming out of this year and you're healthy and mostly the people around you are healthy and you have stayed relatively sane and busy and active and positive during this year then you have an enormous amount to be grateful for um and those of us who are healthy and happy and and love our life and and have continued to love our life and found the good in our life despite what's going on in the world then I would say we have a lot to be grateful for. And, you know, find the gratitude in your life. Even if it's been rough, even if it's been hard, find the gratitude, please. Um, even if Thanksgiving's not your holiday, you're in a different country listening to this, um, and I'm in a different country. But, you know, it's wonderful to celebrate, you know, have one day of the year um, that we are profoundly grateful. So that's that's part of it. And... You know, um, so the sun going into Sag is a is a good thing. We we like that, even if even if it's referring ultimately to Saturn, um, it does refer to Jupiter, and Jupiter's getting ready to move. And 
you know, move into Aquarius next month. And so by this time next month, both Saturn and Jupiter will be in Aquarius and they will have made their conjunction. So this is a very exciting time. One of the things that I pointed out on Instagram the other day, if you watch my videos, is that, uh, you know, the moon was in Capricorn on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And on Thursday, um, it made a conjunction to Saturn in the morning. And it, in the morning, Eastern time. And one of the things that I mentioned and what is important is, you know, the moon, as we always say, takes 28 days to go around the zodiac. And so... This is the last time, this was the last time on Thursday for the moon to conjunct, you know, Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter. It, out of all of those, it's the last time it's going to conjunct Saturn because Saturn's later than the other planets and Saturn will enter Aquarius before Jupiter, even though Jupiter's the faster moving planet. But Saturn is, this is it. This was it. The last conjunction of the moon to Saturn in Capricorn. Of course, it will conjunct the moon in Aquarius next month. But moments after Saturn enters Aquarius, the moon will enter Aquarius and then eventually conjunct Saturn. But they won't meet in Capricorn again. The moon and Saturn will not meet in Capricorn again for another 28 years. So, you know, the moon will be in, in Aries this week and so it will square Saturn, but the conjunction will not happen again. So this means that we are moving, we're moving forward, we are expanding, we're, we're getting out of the Capricorn cluster just a little bit, just a little bit, we're tiptoeing out. So we have things to be grateful for, we're, like that cluster is going to start to break up and we're going to have a whole new day and a whole new beginning and that's something important to pay attention to. So keep that in your heart, keep that new beginning, that new day Keep the optimism of Sagittarius, the gratitude in your heart right now. That's what we have to do. That's the big, that's the big thing to keep doing. And so in the meantime, um, the moon is approaching Neptune and um, we'll make a conjunction to Neptune tomorrow morning, Monday, 10.32 a.m., and that's Eastern time. And then tomorrow night, Mercury will make a trine to Neptune. So Mercury and the moon and Neptune are all talking to each other. So this is a time for vision and communication of something creative, visionary, um, the articulation of something spiritual, something that is uplifting, something that you can envision. And with the moon and Mercury, uh, you know, the moon and Mercury are going to trine each other. Gonna, there's going to be a nice trine from the moon to Mercury at 8.37 a.m. tomorrow. And then the moon will make the conjunction to Neptune. And then it'll sextile Pluto tomorrow night. But, but then the Mercury trine Neptune doesn't happen all that often. And Mercury... You know, now that it's in Scorpio and, and moving through Scorpio is making this nice trine to Neptune. So at 18 degrees and Neptune is stopped in the sky because next Saturday, the 28th, Neptune is going to go direct from retrograde. So Neptune has been retrograde since, you know, springtime and in the northern hemisphere. And 
we have uh, a lot of Neptune in this week. And sometimes Neptune just sort of sneaks in and turns around. <laughs> and it it is an insidious energy. It is not a very direct. It's not like, boom, Mars went direct. Ah, my energy's coming back, um, which we should start to be feeling now, you know, a week and a half later. And this is different. This is Neptune. This is, hmm, things are a little different. Wow. Like I'm a little uh, phased out. I'm a little dazed. Um, what's that? Oh, it's Neptune. Neptune goes direct. And so some of the things we started back in the spring when Neptune went retrograde and Neptune's retrograde for five months. So it was like back in May or June. Um, it was really, you know, now we're, you know, that was the, the sleepy time. And now we're, we're waking up and Neptune's going direct in Pisces. And so there, there is a lot of Neptune going on this week between the moon now and then Mercury trining Neptune and planets talking to Neptune and, um, and Neptune going direct. So Neptune is the planet of fantasy, illusion, creativity, spirituality, um, sometimes uh, being fooled, <laughs> illusion. But a lot of times being extremely um, spiritual and connecting with something deep spiritually. So when Neptune goes direct... We like to, it's powerful to make that spiritual connection. And so this is a good week to make a wish, to make a visualization, to visualize something you wish for, and to talk to spirit, talk to your guides, whatever you believe in, no matter what it is, talk to those spirits that guide you. Um, maybe they're archangels, maybe they're saints, maybe... They are people from history. It, it doesn't matter. Whoever, whatever, maybe it's a goddess. So talk to those people that you feel guide you. And if you don't feel guided, well, then I suggest you try to find someone who guides you, someone in spirit who guides you. Maybe it's your grandmother. Maybe it's your parents. Um, and talk to someone in spirit because this is the time, this is also a great time to connect with ancestors. Um, so as Neptune turns direct next weekend, um, we move into this, you know, more visualizing time and maybe some vision that you've had will, will turn out to be a reality in your life. Maybe uh, a vision that you've been working with, maybe a creative vision is something that's going to be manifested. Maybe your vision, you'll get clear on what your vision is. Maybe you're not sure what the vision is and you will get clear on that. And so that's something positive to, to look forward to. It's good when planets go direct. And then also this week, um, Venus on Friday, the 27th, is going to oppose Uranus at or a little afternoon, um, 12, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And this is very interesting because... Um, Venus and Uranus only do, this happens once a year, and Uranus is in Taurus, and Venus is in Scorpio, and so this is the time when they are going to oppose, and um, two years ago, I remember when Uranus was in Scorpio, and Venus was, um, Uranus was in 
Taurus and Venus was in Scorpio, Venus had gone retrograde and Venus hit Uranus three times. <laughs> and that was, that was quite a ride, but, um, thankfully it's only once this time. And, um, we're, we're getting, we already had a Venus retrograde this year. And that was, that was back in the spring, um, back in May and June and it was in Gemini, but we won't have that for a while. So now Venus is going to oppose Uranus. Now, what does this mean? Well, relationships can bring electrical things like surprises and excitement and, and then on the other hand, chaos. So maybe um, someone will surprise you and it doesn't need to be a lover. It could be a buddy or a friend or something. And, you know, Venus went through a whole lot last week and then this coming Friday, the 27th, she's going to be really, um, you know, so going through something again with like with the uh, with Uranus with another outer planet. So if you have Venus opposite Uranus in your chart, um, then you are going to have what is known as a recurrence. And this is something where you may, you know, have a remembrance of something, a remembrance of things past, <laughs> um, a remembrance of something that went on in your life. Uh, maybe when you were very young. And sometimes it's separations. Sometimes it's profound creativity. Sometimes it's an epiphany, an aha moment, because, I mean, between Neptune going direct and Venus opposite Uranus, like 24 hours before, well, heck, that's like, that's really something creative. That's like profoundly, like if you're working on something and you have a moment of epiphany and vision, well, that's fantastic. And that's a really good goal for next weekend. If you are in the United States and you have Friday off, um, you know, Uranus, Venus, uh, you know, if you've got some time and you've got the long weekend, this is a great time to be doing something creative. Maybe you're going to be doing something creative for holiday. Maybe you're doing something creative uh, in your your artwork or, or your own, just in your life. Um and the other thing is that if, you know, you are a Venus Uranus kind of person, you like things to be a little exciting. You like a lot of freedom in your relationships. You like a certain amount of independence and autonomy in your relationships. And so you expect a partner or friends to understand that. And so Venus opposite Uranus is like the, the independent person or the independent woman. And, you know, if you're uh, someone who likes a certain amount of independence, you vibe to this, you get this, you understand this. And so it's really important to just sort of pay attention to that and how it flows through your life. If you're out shopping on Black, Black Friday, and I don't know what that's going to be like this year because, you know, people are staying away from crowds, um, maybe it's going to be a big cyber fest on Friday and there's there's Uranus again computers and technology um maybe it's going to be shopping online um but you know there is some chaos involved with Venus opposite Uranus especially when it's Black Friday <laughs> um you know everywhere there's they sort of pick up the notion of Black Friday even if they've not celebrated Thanksgiving the day before but you know uh, I think that's a great day to stay home. <laughs> it was always one of my favorite things is to have the day after Thanksgiving off and just be 
mellow and read a book and and stuff you know when I was a kid my mother and I would go shopping at Macy's but things were different then Black Friday was not the Black Friday we know it now well, you know when I was a kid we'd go to Macy's but everybody waited till Christmas Eve to shop at Macy's so we were usually pretty early on in the holiday season even though the parade had passed by the day before um but you know as Black Friday grew into a thing you know we didn't do that so much <laughs> after it. And I, I think it's one of the best days. The day after Thanksgiving is one of the best days to just chill out <laughs> and, and relax. So, um, so some things going on now, the big news is we are in eclipse season and you know, it's the lunar eclipse is Monday the 30th. So it's a week from tomorrow and we're going to talk about it now and we're going to talk about it next weekend too, next Sunday when we're on this podcast. And so a lunar eclipse, um, as you may or may not know, is a full moon. It is when the sun and the moon are in opposition and the moon comes in and makes the aspect as it is the faster moving planet. Now, since we are in the time of Sagittarius, the opposite sign from Sagittarius is Gemini. And so the sun is in Sag, the moon is in Gemini, and it will be eight degrees, 38 minutes. And it will happen 4.30 in the morning on Eastern time, Monday morning. So, you know, if you have a rough night sleeping, it might be, you know, a lot of uh, agitation due to the full moon lunar eclipse. And if you are someone who is Sagittarius or Gemini, you're going to feel this. If you have planets around eight degrees of a mutable sign, then you will definitely feel this. If you have something, you know, around eight to 10 or seven to 10 degrees of Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, or Pisces, you should feel this. So this is a something. So um, you may feel these uh, planets shake you up a little bit or surprise you. I mean, we've got a lot of surprises going on. We've got Venus going opposite Uranus. We've got Neptune going direct. And then we have a lunar eclipse. So like I said, it's another wild week at the Golden Astrologer. <laughs> and we are... You know, I think it's, you know, people like to do full moon rituals. And if you want to do that, that's great. This is an eclipse. Um, so what happens during eclipses, especially when it's the moon being eclipsed? Our emotions, our emotions, because that's ruled by the moon. Our emotions get uh, somewhat uh, agitated. So, you know, like I said, if you don't sleep well that night, maybe Sunday night, you don't sleep well, maybe Monday night, you don't sleep well. It's usually the high level of energy that the eclipse is bringing in. Um, it is definitely, um, a high energy eclipse because Gemini is a high energy sign. And this is what we call a North Node eclipse. Even though the moon is not terribly close to where the North Node is, it is a North Node eclipse. So it's it's more about uh, starting new things and bringing in new things and um, focusing on what satisfies you and what brings you fulfillment. And, you know, the good news is that, you know, um, 
you'll if you, <laughs> if you have family issues, you know it's the moon, and the moon often has to do with family. You'll have already seen them on Thanksgiving, <laughs> maybe, and then you're going to have the eclipse after that. So, so I always advise to watch yourself. But since the you'll already have seen your family, you know the eclipse won't necessarily mess with that unless you you bring it in. <laughs> I try to tell people to not start arguments, to wait until the eclipse period is over if they have something deep to talk about with someone, to not get too connected to the, like the energy, the high energy. Let it happen. We're going to feel it anyway. We're always going to feel it. Feel it. It's an eclipse. And so if you are feeling you know, when you're looking at that full moon next weekend and you're like, wow, it's a full moon. Yeah, that's an eclipse. And I don't know. I actually don't know the path. I have to look that up because you might be able to see it from where you are. Eclipses bring emotions to the table. Don't let it rock your boat. Don't let it rock your boat. Don't let it get crazy. Don't let it rock your emotions. Don't let your mind to get out of control because that's what Gemini rules the mind. The thinking, the the thinking and the trail of thoughts and the overthinking and just be very aware if you start doing that and just take a step back and take a breath and go for a walk and or read a book or just relax or take a nap or <laughs> um, put on a movie. But read a book because it's Gemini, you know. Um, but you should try to not indulge or overindulge the emotions and the overthinking of the emotions and the situations that are happening because a lunar eclipse in Gemini could get our brains wired. And so it's very high energy. You want to be sure that you are not allowing yourself to get... Um, overexcited or to get hyperactive or to mouth off to someone because it can be really, we start to think too much and we go, you know, we start getting all like barky, like a little, you know, chihuahua. <laughs> and we, we don't want to do that. We want to see it for what it is. Use the eclipse energy to be intellectual, to gain knowledge, to have, you know, there's epiphany moments. There's these epiphany moments. Use the energy for that. And don't indulge the emotional realm too much and get hysterical or anything like that. Just just maintain your cool. It's hard to do that a lot of times during an eclipse. So maintain your cool. Be loving towards yourself. Allow yourself some time to just breathe and not get too hyped up because Gemini can get really hyped up. It's it's ruled by Mercury and, you know, Mercury is very uh, talkative and agitated and, you know, it's, it's here we are living with this eclipse and it's, you know, the moon is ruled by Mercury that day and... It's just, it's one of those times. Mercury's actually going to be speaking to Saturn that afternoon in a very nice way, thankfully, um, because it will have been talking to those outer planets rather nicely. You know, the Jupiter, the Pluto, the the Saturn, because it because it's in Scorpio, so it's got a good relationship with them. And so when you are 
feeling the effects of the eclipse, just ride it out. Find some humor in it because Gemini and Sag are humorous places in the zodiac. They're humorous signs. Gemini is a bit of a trickster, a little bit of a joker. Um, Sagittarius loves to have a good time. So if there's something weird or funny going on, have a good laugh with it. Don't get too wrapped up in the emotions of what this looks like. And just enjoy yourself, you know. See it for what it is and don't let it um, rattle your cage, you know. Eclipses, like I said, always bring emotions to the table. And so don't use this time to pick a fight, have a confrontation, or like talk to someone about something. You know, I've been meaning to say this to you. No. <laughs> don't don't be like that, you know. Just try to be mellow and, and see it. Learn from it. Get information from it. And if you can meditate through this and remain calm, and, and I think this is a great time to get information, a Gemini eclipse, you just, you tune in, you tune into the field and you see, you know, what, what your guides have to tell you. Remember, Neptune's going direct a couple days before. Find out what information you can gain from this eclipse. That's good information for your life. That's that takes you in a good direction. That's positive and uplifting. Gemini is a fairly positive sign, so use the energy positively. So, uh, as far as voids, Tuesday the moon will be void from five forty-four a.m. in Pisces when we're, and when we're starting our Tuesday till ten o five a.m. East, this is all Eastern time. Then it's in Aries. It's in Aries on the rest of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It will void at 6.46 p.m. Eastern time. So the whole evening till 10.43 p.m. it will be void. And then it'll go into Taurus and that's when we're all going to sleep. Um, and then it'll be in Taurus on Friday and all day Saturday. And then until Sunday the 29th at 11.16 a.m. when it goes into Gemini and it gets ready to be that, that eclipse. So it's going to void at 7.48 a.m. on Sunday the 29th and it is going into Gemini 11.16 a.m. And then it's, you know, uh, Monday it'll be in Gemini all day until later that night. Well, it's going to be in Gemini all day. And then, you know, Tuesday of, a week from Tuesday is December 1st already. So, but let's just get through this week of November. There's the last full week of November. And if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, blessings and gratitude to your, to you and all you those you love. And if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving, have gratitude for your life. Find a moment to have gratitude in your life. And I have gratitude for all of you who listen, who, who support this podcast, who are um, encouraging others to listen to it and who gain knowledge from this podcast. And I hope that I can provide you with that. So this has been the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I wish you a wonderful gratitude week and Thanksgiving if you're celebrating and I am available for sessions. If you would like, you just go to my website, thegoldenastrologer.com and click on book online. I am on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer, and you can see my videos and posts about astrology. And if you are so interested in um, 
Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter also at Deb Astrology, and my blog is Astrologer's Thoughts at my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week right before the eclipse. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy gratitude. Thank you so much.